recording. Hello. Hi, how's it going? Oh my God, <laughs> we're uh, good. <laughs> what I was going to tell... Uh, we're good. Yeah, <laughs> what I was going to tell the listeners is um, I w- was very adamant that we had to listen to Will Smith's Switch. Yes. And I wish we could play it on here, but... We definitely don't have any kind of rights for it, so... No, we don't. Uh, my understanding <laughs> is on. that you can play 15 seconds of a song before you have to pay. Oh, perfect. So let me... I'll Google that, and then if you guys can hear Switch, um, that means I it figured worked. out that it is legal to play 15 seconds of it. And also, please um, don't say this because we have no money. Yeah, exactly. Um, Perfect. Welcome to What's the Point? (laughs) Yeah. I'm Amanda. I'm Teva. And uh, we're back again. Here in Brooklyn. It's freaking cold outside. It is freezing. So. Um, Yeah. But we have wine. So it's okay. better. Yeah, it does. Um, So, uh, yeah. Teva, what do you have to talk about for our wine down today? Oh, my God. I'm always on the spot. Oh, do you want me to go first? Because I have have to get my notes. Okay. (laughs) Um. Shocker, it's about the good place. What? <laughs> um, I knew it was going to be about the good place. I know, because I told you. Um, but uh, this week, the good place had their mid-season finale, and you guys, Darcy fucking Cardin um, played every character. <laughs> Darcy fucking Cardin. Darcy Did you see motherfucking Cardin. <laughs> Did you see Lin-Manuel Miranda's tweet? Lynn Manuel Miranda. Yes. Yeah. His tweet at her, and she was like, "Stop!" And it was the most like best like fangirl. I know. She was like, "Oh my like, god!" That's fangirling so at I someone, know. fangirling at you, and I was just. I like, feel oh like my god. everyone this like is... I was just on Twitter yesterday, and just everyone was like, "Oh my gosh, this, this is incredible!" And then I watched it, and it was fucking incredible. And she's so good, and I fucking love her. And acting is hard, and playing five characters seems really hard. And I read that they worked on this episode for a full year. Stop. No way. Yeah. That specific episode? Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. I know. (laughs) She does such a good job of very clearly being the character that she is I know, yeah. Like, facial expressions, mannerisms, body language, like, all of that stuff. And I was just like... Oh, like, and it takes, like, such an observant comedian to be able to do that. I know. Brilliant. It was so good. Her Jason, especially, was, Her like, Jason, spot on. That's when I think of the facial expressions, too, yeah. right? Because yeah. he does this thing where, like, like with he's his constantly mouth, he's confused. Like, yeah. yeah. But he, like, looks really hard at things yeah. that are not what he's looking at yeah. while he's talking. And <laughs> I don't even think I noticed it until I watched Darcy do it. And I was right. like, oh, and my, God, like, oh my God, he does do that. that is the same. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. It was so good. Mm-hmm. I know we say it every week, but if you're not watching The Good Place, you shouldn't watch it. You should get with it. <laughs> get with it, kids. Yeah. We're trendy and it's happening. Yeah. It's the show to um, watch. Yeah, so everyone... Um, I force everyone to watch it. Whenever someone's at my house, I'm like, have you seen this? And they're like, no. I'm like, okay, good. Yeah. And you just made your dad watch it. <laughs> yes. And completely out of context. And he laughed. At all the stuff. Yeah. So it's a good fucking show, you guys. And it was great, because my dad's in <laughs> IT, and he's a little bit of a nerd, and he... They made the counting made accounting jokes. jokes, and he got all of them, and I was like, yeah. great. <laughs> glad there's humor for everyone. <laughs> I don't know what this means, but I'm glad he thought it was funny. Brings people together, you know. Laughter is the best medicine. Yeah. As we always say. (laughs) And I think I patented. Um, Cool. (laughs) I'm sure you Oh, my God. So I have so many notes for check-in. Okay. Can I say, like, three things that are fast things? Do it. Okay. One, two, dun-dun-dun. Ellen is coming back to stand-up. She is. I'm very excited. I am so excited. I I lost my shit. I was like, 
you know, on Twitter at work and not doing she's work. She's the fucking best. And, uh, she's been gone too long. I'm so, so excited. Her stand-up is like, I've seen all every single one of her stand-up specials so many times. She is one of my favorite comedians for stand-up. Like, that is just, her brand is what I love it's just it's very it's it's very clean humor it's very smart and witty and it's always exaggerated situations like all of that stuff is just in it and she wraps it up so nicely <laughs> her physicality is just oh i love her i love her i'm such a big fan i'm so excited it's coming on december 18th um it will have already happened by the time this comes out Tefal will have watched it 10 times or more all the yeah. time this comes out <laughs> and i'll friggin tweet about it you're welcome kids um perfect Okay, so I did that. Um, uh, okay, so then I went to uh, so at the <clears throat> I went to a storytelling uh, show thing. Cool. Yes, where people could participate. And did uh, you tell a story? Well, <laughs> I did not. I did not. Spoiler. Oh man. But um, it was they. The, you had to like put your names in a in a bucket, and they would like draw. And so I had never been to one. It was at a theater. It wasn't like a comedy one, right? So I go and I drag my dad along because <laughs> my dad's visiting this weekend. And he, uh, I take him with me. And I'd never been to one at this theater. I've done like comedic ones before. And so I was like, oh, I'm, I'm more comfortable with like comedic stories and whatever. And I'm like, I guess I could tell one. I don't know. But I'd rather just kind of observe this one, see what it's what the vibe is here before I like get myself into something. Yeah, yeah. And um, so I, we sit down or whatever. They're looking for people to put their names in. They didn't have enough people yet because we got there early. And <laughs> my dad, who uh, I constantly have like expressed how much I want to do like acting and comedy, you know, since yeah. my whole life. And he didn't take it seriously until recently, you know, I think. And uh, yeah. so we're sitting there and they're looking for names. And I, I was, he was like, so are you going to do it? And I was like, oh, I think I'm just going to observe this one or whatever. And he looks at me dead serious. He goes, thought you wanted to be an actress. <laughs> Whoa. I, like, oh. uh, um, I, I guess I'll put my name in the bucket, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> so I went down there and like very shamedly put my name on piece oh of paper. Oh my god. And uh, yeah, so I put it in there and I did not get drawn, which was he was kind of mad about. Um, but I was I was actually a little bit relieved because it was definitely not um, not comedic. Like it was all these right, like, very yeah. intense stories and some of them were like, this one guy was talking about being a pallbearer at his aunt's funeral very recently. This other guy's like, I don't know, friend died or something. It, the point of his story was actually a little unclear. And then this other guy was talking about like drugs in a car, like all, and like someone else was talking about her. Uh, this one was actually really intense and like her ex-boyfriend died and it was a very dramatic situation and Everyone all this died. stuff. Every, oh so much death. Okay. And like, I was just like, I feel like now's not the time to tell the squirrel story. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, it's just yeah. like, if they, I'm like making some sort of like comedic, like, oh, well, one time I was in the park. Like, I'm just like, this is not going to go well. Please don't call me next. I'm going to die. <laughs> like, oh, man. Trying to be like, but um, bum like, and just nothing. No. Um, yeah. So thankfully, <laughs> did not get called. But my dad was mad because he's like, none of their stories were good. You should have gone. And I was like, you oh, should have just done like a monologue from a play and just no, but they decided would, it was yours. A bunch of people would know that. If you're you in, like in that. with a bunch of theater people. It, it could have worked. <laughs> maybe, maybe know. not. Yeah. Um, I could have stolen something from something very trendy, like The Good Place. Maybe they wouldn't have got it. I don't know if there's any good <sighs> I don't know. heartfelt monologues in The Good Place. But, That's um, fine. All right. Either way, I didn't do it. 
my dad gave me shit (laughs) for not being more about it which i uh, appreciate and (laughs) also sometimes you need that push you know i don't know when the tables turned but all right (laughs) all right cool did you have a third one uh ellen stand up this Mm, eh. i can save it yeah all right those are really the things I wanted to hit. Okay. Those are those are pretty good. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> All right. Uh, so we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back with our guest, Leah Evans. Woof, woof. Yeah. So sticky paper. <laughs> sticky paper. <laughs> we were just talking about on the break how um, sometimes uh, we make stand-up notes, and they make no sense to anyone. Yep. Or ourselves on occasion. So um, if anyone knows what Tefa meant by sticky paper. Let me know. Tweet at us. <laughs> I think it was. I was going somewhere <laughs> with a solid idea. Perfect. So cool. Well, uh, we have with us here Leah Evans. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. Uh, Leah is the founder and director of the Armory Comedy. Uh, <laughs> did I get that right? <laughs> that's, that's what's being called this week. <laughs> Great. <laughs> it's in New York as far as we know. <laughs> Cool. I feel like with with stuff like that, it can be like, like you do so many things that it's like, I mean, I guess that's my title, but also I do a million yeah, other things. I also just don't like titles. I feel really that's weird fair. about it. Yeah. So like the group tends to give me nicknames that makes me feel a little better. Like what? Uh, what's an example of that? They're calling me Flyboy okay. now because of uh, Poe and uh, Star Wars, like nice. the rebel pilot. So that's my name now. That's my title. Love Whoa. it. Lovely. <laughs> that's great. I have not seen Star Wars, but we're not. <laughs> you're you're the like, one you're, person. You're admitting this on air. Yeah, FYI. but I think that I think that people will understand that about me or get it. Like if they try to talk to me about it and I'm like, oh, <laughs> it's very blatant that I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, cool. But um, it sounds like a fine name, so we'll go with it. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Uh, so... Uh, anything fun to add from our wind down? I am very excited about Ellen DeGeneres' stand-up coming yeah, back. Me too. Hell so yeah! It's called Relevant. Okay, yeah. yeah She's be relevant. Mm-hmm. Well, that was in the promo. She says this, but basically someone, she was told them she was doing stand-up again, and they were like, are you sure you're still relevant? Because... <laughs> She, was, so she hasn't done stand-up in so long. Like, she's been doing her talk show. And they're yeah. like... And she's also super fucking rich now. So, like... She's well, she's like, doing so many you? things. She, like, hosts her show. She hosted the Oscars a couple times. She's Dory. Which is... She's the best Dory. Actor, Oscars host. <laughs> BT Dub. Oh, yeah. She was also, fantastic. The Oscars yes. host Can who hands out pizza is the best Oscars host. <laughs> Obviously. And took, like, the most retweeted selfie that they broke the internet for, like, a second. Until yeah. the chicken nuggets guy. And she lost it. But then she made that a bit on her show because she's that brilliant. Oh, that's right. I forgot yes. about that. Yeah. yeah. She's God. comedy gold. I fucking love her. Yeah. I'm really what pumped about hell? that. Yeah. I'm going to be thinking about so that all day now. Yeah. So I, I live under a rock, so I never know when these things happen. <laughs> oh, I'll update you. Cool. Yeah. I always find out about like shows and stuff five years after they're a thing. So. <laughs> Have you seen The Good Place? I'm going to now. Uh, thank you. Well, I was telling you uh, that I just saw a picture on their Instagram that Stephen Merchant's on an episode. I was like, oh, maybe I'll watch this. And then you guys started talking about it. So now I'm definitely going to watch it. Amazing. Yeah. That's he, the episode he was literally so funny. Yeah, he was so funny. Does it. it matter if I watch it out of order? Yes. Oh, it does. Okay. It does. I would start at the beginning. All right. Yeah. I can do it. It's just going to make more sense. It's so... You, like, go into this hole with them. And it's, like, the further... The, the yeah. more seasons you go into, the more you're, like... 
the worlds they've created is so bonkers that you sort of need like the previous context to like okay get it also there's so many good jokes don't miss them <laughs> i'll try not to you guys should like do they know you talk about them all the time um, no but yeah, we're gonna they're tweet listening. at them they're a listening lot to- once this gets really yeah. <laughs> um i think it's i i don't know if we've made it an episode without talking about it i don't and fun fact we'll just tell every tell the people this um we've decided and everything's out of order and now it's confusing is is just like the good place um <laughs> we've decided because we talk about the good place on every episode that we're just gonna theme our launch party good place fantastic yeah so fyi get with it so i definitely need to watch it yeah Yeah. but and when you come you'll know all the references right so it'll be perfect we know what Leah's doing over the holidays yeah that'll be the only thing she has spend time with family no time (laughs) can't open presents i'm 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 working (laughs) perfect love it awesome um so uh you and I know each other because I did a show at the Armory, a mm-hmm. 24-hour show yes. called We're Trying Here, right? Yeah, uh, the uh, We're Trying Here Festival. The We're Trying Here Festival, yeah. yes. Um, but I don't really know you that well, so we get to talk about a lot of stuff today. Yeah. <laughs> well, fun fact about that festival, uh, it's now going to be 48 hours this year. <gasps> oh, Stop. my God. So, <laughs> question, did you yeah. stay awake for the whole 24 hours? I slept for one hour, um, not comfortably. Nice. It was like on a floor and half on a chair backstage, just because I had had a long day of shows the day before at the same place. Yeah, yeah. But usually, well, yeah. and when you're putting it together, you're, you're not. You know what I mean? Like that takes so much time and energy, especially in the days leading up. Yeah, and this was the first year I hosted by myself. Usually, I have like two uh, other hosts, but uh, they they had moved oh, away. Wow. So, oh no. <laughs> Not because of the festival, they had just happened to move away, <laughs> and <laughs> it was relatively close to when we started the fest, so. Oh, man. That's oh, man. Yeah. 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 And our tech's up for 24 hours, too, so. Oh. Yeah. Are they expected to stay up for 48 hours? I, I, safe? here's the thing, I tell them, <laughs> I tell them they don't have to, just like I tell the audience they don't have to stay for those 24 hours, but a lot right. of them do, and I don't know if it's huh. for bragging rights or if it's because they feel like they have to. Yeah. I just have to figure out a game plan because I don't know if I can do 48 hours. Straight. Somebody is going to need to be in charge of their sleep schedule. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. uh. part of it, part of the problem is um, I'm living uh, in Ridgewood, which is kind of like Queens slash Brooklyn. <gasps> yeah, I just moved to Ridgewood. Okay. It's the best neighborhood. I love FYI. it. I love it. It's just getting back there from Manhattan is a little bit it's of a, a pain in the butt. Yeah. 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 And yeah. I can't imagine trying to get home at four in the morning and then having to be back after like a couple hours yeah, of sleep so yeah. it's yeah that's rough yeah yeah fun fact we're neighbors we're in ridgewood yeah. <laughs> well we'll talk off after. yeah yeah <laughs> i love it the food... just in case just in case just i watch, case there's I watch a, a lot of serial killer documentaries yeah. Yeah. i'm glad too. we went to the same place with that <laughs> yeah but yeah we'll talk after but yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not wink, that big of a hood. No, it's it's a really neat area too. I yeah. feel like I used to live in Astoria, and a lot of artists are now moving out um, just because prices are going up. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, but, Google and Amazon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Fucking, uh. <laughs> artists move in, drive up those values, then the artists move out. But yeah, Ridgewood's great. There's, a, I'm really stoked about it. The food's great. Um, the food is great. It's really cool. You can, great you know, business. on any block, you, you have so many different choices. I'm pretty excited yeah. about it. So. Options, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, great. It's awesome. Uh, so, Leah. Where are you from? Originally? <laughs> yeah. Um, I just need to know the song. I was raised in Utica, New York, and that's upstate. Oh, oh wow. Well, yeah. I've like been through there. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's not a lot to do. It's the fifth biggest city population-wise in New York State, I think. Both of my nice. roommates went to school there. 
MVCC or SUNY? Don't know. Those are the two options. <laughs> but every time, every time they go back, they bring a bunch of Utica clubs. <gasps> Utica Club, uh, yeah, that's pretty much, I don't know how to describe Utica Club other than, like, it's a $1 beer, and it, that's over. It's the, it's the natty light of yeah. Utica. But I love but it. But it's their own brand, yeah. Exactly. We have wow. Saranac, too, if you guys have ever had that, and that that's kind of my go-to. Oh, yeah. So good. Nice. Utica has a lot of uh, original food and drinks, and I, I love it. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's awesome. Chill. Yeah. Nice. So, um, let's start from the beginning oh dear (laughs) um how did you like get into comedy okay so when i was little my mom signed me up for dance lessons and this is what she tells me is that (laughs) i knew all the steps every single day i was like one of the i knew what i was doing and then the day of the recital i just froze and stood on the side of the stage and didn't do anything oh my god um which no Flash forward years later, uh, talking to other performers, the same thing happened to them, and now they're in comedy, which is funny to me. So she kind of was like, okay. Yeah, well, she knew what she was doing, and she goes, well, you're shy, and she signed me up for acting classes, because she thought that that would help with my social skills, maybe. Yeah, and it just so happened that um, the lady teaching it um, taught us short-form improv, which is kind of what you see on Whose Line Is It Anyway? Yeah. She's teaching a bunch of eight-year-olds that, did that for many, many years, really liked it, moved to the city, saw a show at UCB and saw what long-form improv was. Yeah. Could not afford classes because I was also very Back young. expensive. Yeah. Yeah. So I kind of just saw it, taught myself it, and just started doing shows upstate and then also at my no college way. in Long Island. Yeah. I'm so proud of you. Yeah. And the more I did it, That's the more I learned. Hard. Yeah. I didn't yeah. take any classes until I think last year was my first class and then my first and only class. <laughs> But everything I've learned has been through performing and performing with people far, far better than me and picking up the skills that way and then adding yeah. my own spin on it. So. Yeah. Do you feel like that's one of the best ways to do it? Is like yeah. when you find good people, you're like, I want to work with you, yeah. you know, because they're right. good. And I feel like it helps bring you up mm-hmm. to that level yeah. and, and challenges you. And yeah. the best way. I feel like it's always important to like, I don't know, I feel like it's just like being humble and being like, you're better than me. I want to do what you're doing. Yeah. And like recognizing that enough to like open yourself up to learn new things. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. And I think uh, if you just work hard, uh, people, if you're like, I'm willing to work as hard as I need to, to perform with you. Yeah. Then people are really accepting of that. And then also noticing the people I hung out with in college, who might not have improv experience being like, Ooh, you could be really good too. So let's form a team and learn together. And it just kind of worked out that we all ended up being, I think halfway decent. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, We used to, yeah. Like in college, we used to break into the theater late at night and do shows, have our own little, I'm going to get in trouble for this, (laughs) but have our own little bar there and do like, hypothetically, hypothetically, this used to happen. (laughs) Um, And it was, yeah, that was like my first fly by night show. And that's kind of how I prepared myself for the outside world of being like, well, I could do this in college. Didn't get in trouble. Let's see if this works in the real world and kind of carried over, I guess. So. Wow. That's so cool. So you've been doing this like a long ass time. I've been organizing improvisers, which is like wrangling cats, which I also do because <laughs> I foster cats. Oh my God, really? So How many do you have? Right now, uh, well, foster wise, just one, but I have two cats myself, uh, Leela and Ripley, and they're both named after space, uh, women in space. Oh my God, that's awesome. Ripley's a guy, but he's named after Sigourney Weaver's character in Alien and Aliens. And Leela's my one eyed cat. She's named after the character voiced by Katie Seagal in Futurama. Oh my God, that's great. Yeah, so. Fuck, yeah. And then I have an orange cat uh, who's a foster who used to be Peter, now he's Hux. 
because he's named after Star Wars. So. Sure. Oh my god. Yeah. That's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Aww. So how did you? I love kitties. How did you go from, like, learning improv to then like like how did you end up starting your own theater company? Well, it's it's a bunch of really complicated steps. <laughs> I was performing maybe three to four times a night. Oh, almost wow. every night. Oh uh, my god, that's especially a lot. with my team, the Internet Disagrees, which has some of my friends who are also on the Armory with me. Nice. And we would perform super often because we were hungry for it. Yeah. And through that, we got better and better. I'm, I can only assume. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> and met a ton of people because we were doing shows everywhere yeah. throughout the city. I feel like that's how it works. Yeah. And then. Um, that's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> no, I love it. I feel like this is such a inspiration to be like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's make a team. Let's just mm-hmm. like, you know. Because I, so I also, I, I couldn't really, I wasn't in like a financial situation to just like mm-hmm. drop a bunch of money on a class. So I kept doing like the drop-in classes mm-hmm. and then like just like met people through that and like someone else suggested starting a team. And so I, that's really what I ended up doing and then learned a lot through just, you know, rehearsals with the team and, and getting coaches and, um, you know, performing with them. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. It's I think a huge reason that I ended up at the point where I was able to start the armory is because of that independent team, the internet disagrees, because everyone mm. was super hungry for it. They were all really good. We were all ready to get better. Yeah. And uh, they, we were just really on top of it. And it, I, for the longest time, I thought that's how it was supposed to be with indie teams. And then as I'm coaching indie teams and, <laughs> and being another indie teams, I'm like, this isn't normally how it is. Our oh, own team. Um, and we did, we lasted about two years, which is long. For that's a really a long time. And our we had a we had a couple different coaches that kind of cycled through. Um, but one of our coaches was like, "By far, you guys are the most consistent team you ever worked with." And I was like, "Does that mean not good? Like, it's just like yeah, what is does that consistent good or bad? mean?" But I think it's to your point is yeah. that like people just yeah, people drop on and off, mm-hmm. and like actors and comedians are just inherently very flaky people, and mm-hmm. drives yeah. me crazy because I'm like, if I told you I'm gonna be here. I'm gonna be here, you know, yeah. like, yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I, that's awesome. It's the dynamic between being an actor and being an improviser is a little different, I think, because actors, a lot of the time, you know, you're used to rejection, you're used to having to be there on time, you're used to this. Whereas I think mm. improvisers, we come from a lot of outside jobs that don't necessarily have those rules. Yeah. So yeah. it's like teaching a whole new skill. And I don't think people realize that people get fed up and then they don't address it. And I think, oh, yeah, it's huh. an interesting communication. Is huge. Huge. Yeah. Communication is huge. And it took me years to learn that. But Internet Disagrees has been together, I think, five years now. And there were points where in the beginning where I wanted to walk away because I wasn't confident enough to have that hard discussion. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, we're all friends. We all like each other. And because we decided to talk to one another, I think we lasted a really long time and are still performing, which is great. How so, long have you guys awesome. been together? Almost five years. Shit. Wow. That's forever. In yeah. Five years. Awesome. And we just had someone move. But, you know, we're still going and the door's open. If he ever wants to come back, we'll come back. And <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's a really great group of people. And we all have our own side projects and we yeah. pop up in each other's side projects, which is really nice. Um, oh my God, that's, that's the best. Awesome. It's it's like the Adam Sandler thing. I was thinking, <laughs> I was thinking like of um, pretty much anything that, like anyone that's ever been on SNL does, they always have cameos from other people that have been on SNL. Yep. Yep. Oh, yeah. I feel like it's that. Oh, it, to- it totally is, because you, you want to work with people you know work hard are really great, but you also want to get along with them. Yeah. Yeah. And that you love. Like, if I'm like, mm-hmm. I love you and I love your work, like, it, I'm going to make a part for you. Yeah. I'm going to make sure yeah. that I want the opportunity for you to come into this. And, they, and the really cool thing, it's so hard to get people out to shows. Like, your friends, they're all like, oh, yeah, I get 100 of these events, and that's understandable. Mm-hmm. But I can say I see most, if not all, the internet disagrees at all the different shows that we do. Wow. And it's really great, and it's really special. I'm only now starting to realize how cool that is and nice. 
Oh, yeah. well, support I'm glad you're appreciating it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It really it makes all the difference and helps motivate, in my experience, just helps motivate me to keep going when I have people that I can turn to and talk to and whatever. Yeah. And it's such a big, so getting back to the armory, that's yeah. kind of a huge thing with the armory is it's built around, yeah, everyone's funny. We get that. Everyone is funny as long as you work together. But mm-hmm. what happens if support is like 100% the goal? Yeah. Support, yeah. being good people is just as important as being talented. I 100% yeah. agree. I don't want you there if you're a, like, yeah. Ooh. I, and I, I feel like, so I'm going to bring this, I had a specific example, but I don't want to call anyone out. I, I think that I'm going to jump back to, we've talked a little bit about, um, on the show, we've talked a little bit, a lot about stand up. And those guys, is, I'm thinking of guys because I'm thinking of specifically that's who I've noticed does it the most, but goes to these stand up like open mics, right? Mm-hmm. And they make these just like, they're just misogynist. And, homophobes and like it's so inappropriate and no one laughs and then they get mad because they're like well it's a joke you're supposed to you know Mm -hmm. and it's like no it doesn't that's not an excuse right so i think that um yes exactly (laughs) i was was trying to bring this back here's the thing with that it's it there's so much misogyny and stuff like even i have ingrained in myself that i'm learning because the stuff that we grew up on movie-wise even ghostbusters which is a movie i love has that in there oh totally and so i'm still always learning as well but i find in those cases we we tend to get really aggressive off the bat about Mm. like either if we told those jokes and we get defensive or we hear those jokes and we get really angry but what happens if again we just have a discussion with each other about it i think that's more eye-opening and easier to do than to just be yelling at each other because then nobody learns anything. Yeah. And then after oh, you have sure. that discussion, if that person is still like that, then yeah, they're a douchebag and screw yeah, them. They need to go. So, yeah. 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 And I think with stand up, it is it is just. I mean, everything is white and male, but I feel like yeah. stand up is worse. Ooh, um, and like know. I was talking to a guy in my improv class who's starting to do stand up, and he was like, "Yeah, my gay material does not do well." And I was like, "That's fair." And I yep. was just like, "Yeah, stand ups are kind of dicks." And he was like, "Yeah, it's not as fun. Like, it's just the people aren't as nice." You guys, there's a reason we've had very few stand ups on our podcast. It's because they're not really willing to do it. Well, our <laughs> I've noticed too, and a lot of ones I've worked, they're competitive as hell. And it's just the nature of stand up, right? So, mm-hmm. like, yeah, it just is. Like, it's a solo activity. It's you don't a solo have activity. to support and, anybody. Well, we went to a show uh, one time, and I tried to weasel my way into the set, and it didn't work. Um, but they, uh, they were like, it, it was mostly, honestly, it was mostly young like women right mm-hmm. and so like i was just another young woman trying to squeeze into the and they were like you know what i mean they're like what what are you doing why are you talking to us you know yeah. like and it was yeah. just they were like they already have this you know yeah. well the the thing i'll say about stand up because there's always this div- it's been crazy i could not believe it that it was stand up versus improv when i it's moved very here. weird it's yeah. insane oh my god there's no yeah it's, it's, it's like that. an actual thing i'm like i didn't realize it was west side story but yeah. it is <laughs> Uh, but I, I always try to remind people because I've met some fantastic stand-ups and they've yeah. been nothing but great and professional and it comes down to that. But with stand-up, yeah, you're on your own. You don't have a, a team to help support you when you bomb. When you bomb, you, you're bombing by yeah, yourself. Exactly. So I really respect people that can do that. Um, I just think across the board, we just need to be more understanding of each other I agree. and everything. Yeah. But I, 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 under, I, I get it. I get why sometimes it's it's easier to be angry when you're up there by yourself because it's your own personal failure. Yeah. That's what you're thinking the entire time. Yeah. Um, well, and I love your viewpoint on this. I think it's so beautiful. Uh, you're just like, well, let's all communicate. And which is so, oh, it's so true and I love it. Yeah. I, I do think too, I know with stand-up, like I'm always competing against me too. I'm my own harshest right, critic. Right, yeah. 
Um, whereas, you know, with improv, like everybody kind of knows, like you have a day that eh, didn't work as well and whatever, the rest of the team kind of picked it up. Yeah. And, you know, you know, you'll bring it next time or whatever. But like with stand up, you're like, oh, I, I fucked up these jokes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like I didn't land them. Like, I wasn't present It's also today. the difference of like writing it beforehand and figuring it out on the spot. Like, okay, sometimes that doesn't work. It's yeah. not going to work every time. But exactly. like, well, and, if you prepared, you're like, oh, no. <laughs> well, my, my only gripe with stand-ups in particular, and again, this could be just because they're by themselves, so it's more noticeable yeah, to yeah. me, is that they do their set, and a lot of them in the beginning tend tended to just leave. Oh, I hate that. Which improv is no. such, and I get it, because you're, exactly you're as done. you said, you're on your own. You're yeah. done, you're off to the next show. But for if you're booking for an hour show, and there's other teams, uh, improv usually, stay and see the other teams, stay and see the other yeah. stand-ups. Look at it as it's networking. the community, yeah. Exactly. And I do think that improvisers should try and do stand-up, because it teaches you this other skill, and it teaches you how to be yourself and own that yeah. on stage and find your brand. I also think stand-up should take an improv class. It helps with your crowd I 100% work. Agree, it helps with yeah. listening. Yeah. And it helps with understanding like w- what it is to have that backup, that support behind you, and then to be able to do that for yourself, which is huge. And then just yeah. to be there, like the support of just showing up and seeing an entire show for an hour. It's an yeah, hour. Yeah. I think the hard part is, uh, is sometimes stand-ups are really awful. <laughs> sometimes it's an hour of just like, I'm miserable. But I so agree improv, with you. Though. I've I seen feel- some terrible improv. I frequently, <laughs> that's so true. not at the Armory, but like. No, it's always good there. But, you know, I, that's, just, that's our slogan. Like, yeah. it's always good. Uh, <laughs> no. But it's, it's a risk, you know. And I think the other thing with stand-up is just it's to a degree scripted. Um, oh, whereas yeah, in probably right. fails, you can be like, oh, you know, we made it up with it stand up. You're like, no, this is me. This is me. Well, yeah, that's exactly like, well, I think that yeah. that is that's such a good point, because you're like, I have honed this specific joke for weeks. Right. And nobody yeah. fucking laughed at it. Like, what, and it, like it works every time. And tonight it did it. What the hell? You know, like it's yeah, it yeah. is hard. And so I did. I wanted to stand up, but I was scared. So I was like, I'll do improv because it, to mm-hmm. me, it felt safer. Um, And so. Yeah, I did improv first, and that was something that was so surprising to me, is how just, like, not supportive other stand-ups were. I was like, oh, yeah. I didn't know that it was going to be like this. It's it's a weird culture, and I think there's it there's time weird. for us to change the culture. And I think we, what we got to do is get out of our heads and get out of that, like, divide that someone else created, and we're just kind of following suit. Yeah. Uh, I get complaints all the time, and I love my stand-up friends, but <laughs> they're like, why don't you have more stand-up at the Emirates? Like, Because when I do it, I want to do it right. I don't want to just rush it to have it. I yeah, want to do it in yeah. a way that people are like, yeah, stand up. I want to be there. The house is packed. Everyone's excited. And people aren't like, you're yeah. on our turf. So. Yeah, I think it needs to be more supportive. And I was going to bring, this was going to be my other check-in that I knew I was going to go too long. On, so I'm not going <laughs> to do the whole thing. But I was going to bring up the Nanette special. Oh, yeah. Uh, because she just hosted, I think it was, I'm going to fuck this up. So sorry, mm-hmm. Hannah Gadsby. <laughs> definitely the she thing. hosted a thing. Um, she hosted the thing at the, um, or she she gave a speech or something. It was, I think it was the Hollywood Reporter. Um, and honestly, my favorite part of the whole, it was beautiful. And she's she does such a great job of like honing points and like driving things home that are tough situations mm-hmm. to address. And, um, you know, for women in particular. Uh, and one of my favorite parts of the whole thing was like she was trying it was like a brunch thing and she was trying to get people to sit down and they they weren't sitting down and she was like oh it's because they were all like plastic chairs that you could like see through she was like oh it's because you can't see the chairs (laughs) 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 why but i like to every time i think about that i laugh so hard those are the best moments in a stand-up act when they go off script yeah Yeah. it's so unique and it's something that you a lot of times uh i'll follow me like i'm a big mike berbiglia fan i'm a big dimitri martin fan Mm -hmm. because i I feel like dimitri has that very mitch hedberg sort of thing going on where it's just mm. short and then uh i think 
oh my god, Mike Birbiglia has this really great storytelling ability that I really that's love. That's my, yeah. yes. Yeah. He's, he's very the fucking good at storytelling. <laughs> what you see is what you get. Yeah. Yeah. That's who he is, and I believe it. Um, I forgot where I was going with this because now I'm thinking about Mike Birbiglia and how great he is. <laughs> so great. Well, Everyone, so, the new one is on Broadway. Go see it. Yes, yes it's, it's great. It. It's really fantastic. Uh, I also haven't seen it, but I think everyone should go. No, it's yeah. you. You, to, you totally should because those are the kind of one man shows you want to see. He doesn't just. It's not just jokes, jokes, jokes. It's really heartfelt. It's really sweet. It's a really beautiful show. Mm. Oh, amazing. Brought me back to my point. Thank you. Um, so, <laughs> so Nanette. Yeah. I think it's such a powerful piece because it really it brought up, um, and, and to your point, I think in stand-up in particular and in comedy and the way we're, uh, all of media is at this turning point, but in stand-up mm-hmm. in particular, I think we're at this point where it is in a transition phase, right? Mm-hmm. Like we cannot, as comedians, can't make fun of people anymore. That's not something we can do. Mm-hmm. And then um, Hannah Gadsby's set really talks about not humiliating oneself at the sake of making comedy right and so i think that it's like oh shit where do we go from here right like it it is this turning point of we need to be more supportive um in general in society as women of each other but also as comedians and stand-ups like we're all in vulnerable positions because we're in the arts we're all trying to do things that are scary and there's really no path to and so we do all need to support each other and that's how we're going to be stronger and so i think that just you know, stand up itself is is in this very strange transition phase of like, where is it going to go next? Because in that set, people kept bringing up um, whether it was even comedy or not, right? Because it was so serious. Yeah. It's like, is that a comedy set? And it's like, you know, it, is it? I, I would say yes, because I laughed throughout it. But yeah. <laughs> can, can comedy also be, to your point, Mike Birbiglia's show, where it's also really serious, too? Right. I think it should because it kind of brings you back to the reality. The, the cool thing about the shows that we're talking about and the comedians we're talking about, they're talking about real world stuff, stuff that's mm-hmm. actually happened. There's no embellishing, really. Yeah. So the reason that they bring that sadness to it is just because it gives you somewhere to go. I, I personally yeah. don't like a show that's making me laugh 110% really hard the entire time because it's like watching a set where you're just seeing like everyone's hitting it hard and you're like, I can't breathe anymore. I can't appreciate <laughs> this because you're hitting everything, but there's no there's nothing underneath what we're seeing you know the face value of it i want something with face value and that's why i think those specials in particular are doing really well because they have that Um, and it's unexpected and that's one of the things that she talks about too is like um and i really hadn't thought about this before but like in she talks about you know there's a story that she's told in her set for years it does well it's gotten laughs but she never finished it because the ending was very sad and mm-hmm. very hard. And that was, it's funnier if you finish before then. You yeah. know what I mean? If you leave it at the tough part. And so, yeah. you know, for example, after the storytelling thing, my dad and I were talking, um, my grandfather passed away from Alzheimer's and we were talking about some of the funny shit that happened, right? Like it was, yeah. it's, it's you have to laugh because honestly, it's just some of the shit so ridiculous that mm-hmm. you deal with, right? And so we were laughing about some of the stuff and it's like, you could easily make funny things out of this. This is hilarious. But it's like, if you were trying to do it in a comedy special, you wouldn't finish the story. You know what I mean? You wouldn't, you wouldn't say, and this is, and then this is what happened after, because it would just make you fucking cry. Sorry, you don't have to raise my hand. I'm raising my hand. You can talk over me. I feel like that brings us to Tig Notaro. (laughs) Oh, oh, yeah. (laughs) I guess we should also theme our launch party on her, because we talk about her. We do talk about Tig a lot. She's fucking unique, and she's so, uh, even in interviews where nothing's planned, because some of my friends interview her, because she's in movies now, because she's doing really well, and she's what you see is what you get and that's why she works because 
that's who she is. That's yeah. why Ellen works. That's who she is. Yeah. And they don't try to hide it. Um, I think, I mean, just to go back a little bit to the rule of comedy we use, because improv is much the same where you are like, what can we make fun mm-hmm. of? The general rule I use and for people that I coach is if you're punching up, then yes. Mm-hmm. You can't make fun of anyone that's doing worse than you. If you yeah. do that, then you become the douchebag. That's douche a great bag. rule. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it, that's always changing because I remember years ago, you could do like a, a stereotypical Italian accent and that yeah. was fine. Now you can't. Yeah, and I mean, not that weird. I ever did it, yeah. but I, I saw it a lot. Like I always see people doing those Mario voices. Now it gets you feel the whole audience is like butthole clenching, and you're like, no yeah, one should be talking like, about this. this is very yeah. So you should only ever punch up. And part of that is because truth and comedy, right? You want it based on your experience. I don't have that experience, so how can I exactly, represent that fairly yeah. on the stage? Yeah, hundred percent. Which I know people will disagree with that, but that's just where I'm at because I would rather avoid that hurting somebody when I'm up there just to make them laugh and have a fun time. Yeah. And well, I, I feel like, sorry, um, and no, being, being uncomfortable is different me. than hurting. So. Right. And I feel like, like the thing people complain about is like, oh, you can't make fun of anyone or whatever. And they're like, you can be nice and funny. Yeah. Like it's a hundred percent doable. Watch You're just Ellen. making excuses. Well, exactly. It's her, Tig, like all the Mike, like yep. all these people are super funny and they don't have to punch down in any way if yeah, anything they punch down okay. on themselves too yeah mike right. berbilia punches down on himself all the time my favorite yeah, bit that he does is the story about how he tells his wife top gun was his favorite movie as a kid and he she had never seen it. he goes this is what defines me but he hadn't <laughs> watched it since he was a small child so he's sitting there with his wife watching this movie and they get to the volleyball scene he's like oh crap i told my wife this is who i am and this movie's not good this is peacetime <laughs> and everyone laughs and it's such a simple story he didn't try to make anything funny he didn't try to punch it up or embellish it he's just like oh crap my wife thinks i believe top gun is how my life should be oh my god that's amazing and that goes back to truth and comedy right like that is the best shit it's just like everyone laughs at this because it's relatable and it's fucking real like everybody's done that thing where they've like dug their heels in too hard and then kind of been like oh "Oh, no shit and and the struggle (laughs) with improv and stand-up too is that in new york Mm -hmm. improv especially is that everyone is here from all over the country Mm -hmm. and the world Mm -hmm. putting a group of eight to nine people together with different opinions like we have some folks from you know the south we have some folks from london we've got yeah and to all different trainings all different things that are important to them to get them to work together as a unit is super hard but we've been extremely lucky that yeah. people can listen and communicate yeah that's awesome yeah. let's yeah. bring it back to yeah, you i know <laughs> we're getting like all these segues but these are all things i'm super passionate about I know. um so this we is where it gets bonkers weird <laughs> Uh, so I'm doing all these shows and then uh, I'm tweeting because I used to be really big into to the Twitter uh, <laughs> and my takes on things. And R.L. Stein tweets me. <gasps> Stop. Wait, what? Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> I love. OK, R.L. Stein. That Bob. was your Darcy Carter and Lin-Manuel. Yeah. <laughs> so, so proud. So this is where it gets good. R.L. Stein tweets me and we, we're joking back and forth. So apparently he used to want to be a joke writer. One of the books, if you guys know Jovial Bob, the joke book, oh. that's him. Wait, what? He he oh wanted God. to be like a, a, he is a funny guy, very much a dad joke guy. But yeah. so he, we were tweeting back and forth and he goes, hey, I'm in this show at the pit, the People's Improv Theater. You want to come see it? I'm like, well, I've never been to the pit, but I love R.L. Stein. I'll go. Yeah. Because I had dressed up as that scary hamster for Halloween when I was a kid. So I was like, yes, I am a diehard about this. <laughs> I go, an intern comes out and takes me backstage to meet Bob. And we have a whole conversation. Turns Stop. out he lives in the same building as Tina Fey. What the fuck? I, yeah. It's like. I can't believe it. And he's the nicest guy. And then after that show, we kept in contact. 
And he's like, do you want to do a show? And I asked him if he wanted to do improv with the internet disagrees where he would do the stories. We would interview him and oh, then do nice. a set. Yeah. So we go to the tank and we do no. that show. No. And they're at, after they could not be nicer. They were like, do you want to do anything else? And I'm sitting there. I'm like, well, I guess house teams. Cause that seems like I just yeah. threw it yeah. out there. Yeah. And I just said, what if levels weren't a thing you needed? What if we're just judging on talent, your yeah. character and we see what happens. Yeah. And I, cause I believe someone from this school should be able to play with someone from this school. Yeah. I don't have any really, any formal training from the official big mm -hmm. schools here. Right. But I can put me with anybody and I'll play with them and I'll do my best. Exactly. I, I've not been dogged on yet. Yeah. So we did it. And I was shocked the first year we had hundreds of people audition. And it's been that case since. And we're like nearing the, we're at two and a half years right now. And we're kind of figuring out who Amazing. we are and what our voice is. But yeah. it just worked out that the things that are important to me, which is support and community and doing good work, that's what you get when you come to a show. You get like a yeah a sports environment, but for a comedy show. Yeah, that so was actually, say... that was going to be one of my <laughs> questions. Yeah. It was like, what was your sort of mission in starting this theater? Just to like, see if we what could you do cared it. about, like. <laughs> But well, it's so nice to, I feel like yeah. when you set those goals of like, I want this to be a supportive community yeah. and I want us to all get along and work hard. And when you like set out to do that from the get go, like it'll happen as long as you care about making it happen. Yeah. I want to see people performing that are having fun. Exactly. I feel yeah. like some some places I go to, they're they're not having fun it's because they're in their own head and they're worried about stuff. But what happens if we take that out of the equation? We're like, you're on a team for the six months kill it for the six months as long as you're not a douchebag you're on this team for the six months yeah definitely and people are really they're doing extremely well I, fi I find that folks that maybe weren't so confident in their performing abilities even though they had no reason to be are now doing their own work are booking things which is fantastic oh, that's awesome we had that's someone awesome. book a show in vegas he's going to be understudying tape face and some of us are going to go to watch him oh my god so fun yeah and it's i think I mean, he's a trip. It, well, exactly. I'm very excited about it. We take, we take a trip every season somewhere. But, uh, oh, my God. That's yeah, so it's awesome. Cute. We rent like a whole inn and we go and stay because uh, we're the worst. That's great. <laughs> we're the best. Yeah. It looks like The Shining, the inn we go to upstate. But <laughs> it's, but, um, it's, it's nice that these people book these big gigs and then are very sad when they tell me, I don't want to go. I'm like, you're getting paid to go do something awesome. Yeah. You should want to go. Wow. No, so. that's that's such a testament to like what you've built, though. That's incredible. Yeah. And we have like a really they, great like, love being oh, there. Oh, exactly. Yeah. We have a great core of people. The people that tank are fantastic. It's run by two women, which makes my job awesome. Oh, great. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, they, God bless them. I think it used to be it used to be Raina and Rosalind. And now it's Rosalind and Megan who are absolutely amazing. They're gifts. And anything I want to do, they're like, yeah, do it. That's so great. Yeah. That was another one of my questions was like, you have a whole board of like creative directors. Like, how did you go about assembling this team? Okay. So the, the panel, we have two different panels now because now we have Stat, which is great. That's so awesome. Yeah. So improv panel was just me picking people that I'm like, you know what? This is a talented person in the community who, kn who knows what they're talking about. People are comfortable going to them. Mm -hmm. They're coaching. They're fantastic. Maybe they need that little boost of like knowing that they're fantastic. So I randomly yeah. picked people that I like performing and some of them I had never spoken to before, but I had just heard really good things and they all said yes. And that was alarming to oh me. Oh my God. I, yeah. <laughs> You're like, I expect at least 90% no, of you to say no. <laughs> I, don't, I, kid, I kid you not. I had a list of like 40 people because I was, I was expecting no's across the board, but yeah. every single time I was a yeah. Yeah. And I did not have a well thought out thing. I just said, I want to do a house team program where levels don't matter. Yeah. And I need a casting board wow. so it's not just me casting because that's yeah. not cool. Yeah. Because <laughs> God forbid 
I'm not the worst person in the world, but what if I don't like someone as a person? That's yeah. not fair for me to weigh yeah. in. Yeah. Or with my teammates on my indie team want to audition, I can't weigh in on that. So having seven to eight people from very different backgrounds where it's very important, we're not all white men on a board, which I think is huge, yeah. Um, yeah. to get as well-rounded teams as possible. I love that. That's awesome. What, yeah. what kind of stuff do you, what's your casting process like? And what kind of stuff are you guys looking for? Oh, Jesus. Uh, Casting-wise, <laughs> for improv, it's a little different. We start at, like, usually around 8 a.m., and we just see team people and people mm-hmm. and people until 2, and then we do callbacks. And casting-wise, it's hard because it depends on how many teams we have. It depends on how many people we want on the teams. Yeah. It depends on how many people are leaving for to do other things. Mm-hmm. And very few. we've been very lucky that very few people want to leave, so it puts us in that position of we don't know what we need until we see that group of people coming in. Right. Do you, that makes sense. Do you... Do you do auditions with teams or individuals? We comp- we pair individuals together. I, I don't do team auditions mm-hmm. just because I find that one, it takes we have very limited space since we're kind of at the tank. We mm-hmm. don't have our own spot right now. That it just takes away a whole group, and we have so many people coming in. And then also, I want people to be able to play with each other. Yeah. I, I don't want people that just really like these people, but maybe aren't putting this one hundred and ten percent, which I know they can do. Yeah. Do you feel like that? helps you avoid clicks or i hate clicks and yeah i feel like it would because that if you if a team is coming in with all this history or whatever they have a totally different like Mm -hmm. i don't know and it would it would be almost like a singular stand-up going into a thing right they've built this whole thing together and they want to outshine other people and they only want to work with each other because that's who they're comfortable working with and i I think the minute you're on a team with a bunch of people for a long time, mm-hmm. and I'm including my own team in right, this, yeah. that you think you're you're hot shit, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, you lose these blind, you know, you have your blinders on because you can't you can't take notes. In my opinion, because right. you're like, well, no, this can't be wrong. We're a great team. We've been together for this many years, and it's like you're supreme courted in. You're mm-hmm. in until death. Yeah, which I don't function that way. I'm like, if you're a great improviser, you can play with anybody, and you have yeah. to trust that a panel of eight people is putting you with these people because we know you're going to shine. Yeah, and I feel like if you are put on the spot in any way with like a group of people you don't know, you're pushing yourself harder. Oh yeah. Than if you're comfortable and relaxed, and it, mm-hmm. I mean you should be comfortable, but like, but like also like it should be, I don't know, you should be a hundred percent in it. Well, I think that's so beautiful too, is because whether you're on an established team or you haven't had one in a while or something, I just feel like as an individual, I would feel so intimidated auditioning if I was auditioning against teams right so like I'm like these people all know each other they work together Mm -hmm. they know each other's strengths inherently that's going to be easier to play with right and so yeah I feel like it wouldn't really be fair to be matched up against people you know also if it's meant to be it's meant to be if you guys are genuinely meant to be together as a team and that's 110 percent is you if we see you at auditions, we'll see you at callbacks probably if you're you're that level of fantastic and then we see you perform with them we're gonna be like oh yeah this is a team Right. I don't yeah. need you to tell me what the team is. And you also have to believe that eight people on this panel aren't sitting there going, how can we ruin this person's day? Yeah. We're th- we're always, these are some of the most caring people I've ever met in my life. We genuinely care about everyone that comes through that door, audience or otherwise. We always say hello. We know everybody's name and we want people to succeed. That's all we yeah. want because we're not getting paid for this. Like yeah. anything that we get goes back into the program. So it's like, right. Because, you know, it's just that, it's just how it is. So if you're genuinely thinking that we're sitting there being like, I don't want you on this team because I want to make you sad yeah. or you're not cast this season because I want to make you upset. It's just not true. No one functions that way. And if they did, right. there's seven other people to be like, you're a dick. 
Yeah. Right. <laughs> and it's it's hard because I think I get a lot of backlash after auditions from some folks, which good because now they're not on teams, obviously. But and I wonder if a lot of it is because I'm a woman sending these emails. I wonder if a, yeah. a guy I yeah. would get these yeah. same emails back because they can be pretty aggressive. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah, that makes so, so much sense. Yeah, it's it's a little and I never start. <laughs> that's another reason I like having the panel because I never think of it that way until one of them brings it up and they're like, you know, if you sign my name, you probably wouldn't get this kind of backlash. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, you're right. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. And back to the panel, like, I feel like it's just so good to like know your blind spots or your weaknesses mm -hmm. and be like, this person is good at this thing. I want to bring them into this process because it's going to make it better. Yeah. Another because... being humble and recognizing someone else's like yeah. talent. Because let's say the important thing to me is plot and relationship. I don't want eight teams of eight people that just do that. Exactly. It, it's too much. It overpowers one another and nothing happens. But if, for instance, game is really important to you, relationships yeah. really important to me, and big characters are really important to you, we're going to get a nice hodgepodge of those people with all three of us yeah. weighing in. Exactly. Yes, the panel has some debates, but I think ultimately we're all very respectful of one another. We hear each other out, and for the most part, everyone gets at least, I mean, there's so many people, but maybe 70% of who they want on a team. Yeah. If not more. Yeah. That's so, amazing. Yeah. I hope they, they'll probably correct me if they hear this. Like, <laughs> well, that one year I got 60% of people. <laughs> <laughs> got to hang on to those grudges. Um, and no, I think that what's really cool is just from the limited conversation we've had, you know, today. And uh, I think that what I'm hearing is you're recognizing a lot of things uh, mm -hmm. in just the way it works right now. Um, you're recognizing things that do and don't work and you're kind of breaking barriers and saying, well, you know, I, I don't love that you have to go through all these levels of classes and do that. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Because I don't think that that's a fair gauge of your ability to perform yeah. or to become a better performer. Um, so I'm going to do it this way. That's completely different. You yeah. Know? And that's um, not to say that classes aren't beneficial. They are. Absolutely. We should definitely. Yeah, sure. yeah. We always encourage our performers to take classes everywhere yeah. and tell us about these classes. We want to come see your class shows. We want to see you do extremely well because you only get stronger by taking classes. Exactly. Uh, it's interesting to see the kind of, because people were telling us when we started, oh, this might fail. This is not going to work. People are not going to be able to communicate with one another. But for now, it's working and hopefully that <laughs> continues to work. And, you know, maybe eventually we'll have some sort of workshops or classes. We used to have some workshops, but oh, they're not nice. required. You want to take them? Take them. You don't. Yeah. That's your choice. Yeah. But if people are taking them and getting better and you're in the same place, you know, it, it's up to you. You always got to be working. If you're not taking those workshops, be doing outside shows all the time. Yeah. Challenge yourself. Be doing the work. Watch a lot of comedy. Watch a lot of improv online. There's YouTube makes it so easy. Yeah, so. absolutely. Um we got to wrap this up soon, but yes. just one more question. Like, how, what are your goals for the Armory going forward? And... Oh, so glad you asked that. Yeah. Oh, geez. <laughs> so we have a couple things that are happening next year that I can't talk about just yet. Ooh. But these are things I was very scared to do, and people have been pitching them to me since year one. I've been yeah. like, nope, can't do it. Now <laughs> we're in a place, I think, to do it. Uh, so check in at thearmorycomedy.com for those updates and sign up for our newsletter. So exciting. And we'll definitely... We'll tweet about it when we, yeah, yeah. when yeah. it's allowed to. The things I can to all talk twelve of about. our listeners. <laughs> yeah, well, there's gonna be so many. Oh, um, no, that was the seat you got. <laughs> can you imagine? That's what they're all gonna be tweeting. It wasn't the seat. <laughs> it wasn't the seat. <laughs> it really was. <laughs> but um, the things I can talk about is we're trying to take one of our shows, Shot for Shot, on the road to test it to see if it does well outside of New York City. Awesome. Can you tell us a little bit about Shot for Shot? So Shot for Shot is a 
movie game with a drinking problem is what the slogan is. And essentially we take... That's what I have. Yep. We take a movie, <laughs> I, I transcribe it. So it's the bane of my existence in that way. But, uh, and then we blind cast it. So we ignore gender and we ignore everything. And I just cast who I believe would be best for the role. And we cast improviser, stand-up, sketch, actors. Uh, Amazing. Yeah. And then we don't rehearse it, which is very apparent once we start. <laughs> and we do a reading with drinking rolls on top of it. Nice. So, for instance, this week and next week, we're doing Muppet Christmas Carol and Home Alone. Yeah. And we're all preparing our roles and stuff. There's bits, there's costumes. It's uh, But you play at the gender that you identify as, whatever you identify oh, as. Oh, wow. So if you're, say, um, my friend Steve is cast as a female character. He plays it as a male, but as if he was given that role. So oh, if wow. I, so if, say, for example, we were doing Home Alone and <laughs> I was given the role of Macaulay Culkin. That's me next week. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> so you're going to play... As a girl. Okay. As so you would be like, but like a little girl, like a baby? Yeah, I'm still going to play as a child, okay. but I'm going to play it as my gender. And I think that's just because I don't want, I never want to offend anybody. Oh, it used to yeah. be called uh, Gender is Dead and So is Your Liver, but then we found out that that, <laughs> which is a fun title, but it was offensive to some, so we changed yeah, it. And yeah. you know what? Yeah. Shot for Shot works perfect and it's shorter yeah. and it fits on cozy. Yeah. It's so, catchy, and I'm already liking it. Yeah. Yeah. Our logo is sick, so I'm really excited about it. That's awesome. But yeah, That's like, uh, so I'll be playing Kevin, and like one of my bits, I don't mind spoiling this because it'll probably be out by that point. Yeah. But, uh, oh, well, yeah. I have, uh, when he says, This is my house, I have to defend it. I have a shirt that says, The future is female. I'm going to put that on and put on a bandana Ra Rambo style. And just, I have people that are playing the props. Oh my I God. Fucking <laughs> love this. Uh, my friend Nick, who we was in, have to go see this show. Yes. My friend who was in Puffs, which you might know because you're a Harry Potter oh, fan. Yes, I've heard of it. Yes. I haven't seen them though. Well, but he it played looks Finch great. and he's fantastic. He's playing just the tarantula. So we like, <laughs> we like to take people that are succeeding and give them animal roles. Oh my God. So it, it's fun. It's really Amazing. silly and it, it's just a really fun time. Well, I love one, anything you get drinking involved because, like, yeah. huge fan of drunk history. And um, I literally <laughs> reference it on the reg like you maybe do too much um i was talking to someone about it yesterday don't remember why but, but you I also don't need to drink we have a couple of sober people that don't haven't drank in years and they love yeah. it yeah so yeah well i mean but drinking is an option it, it, oh 100 oh, okay. first off they sell alcohol there yeah. secondly i have a whole bottle of champagne for tonight so i'm ready to oh go. my god <laughs> you're all set that's go. great yeah uh as if anyone who's been listening to the show consistently we have several people that are like oh my god i'm trying to say things and i'm drunk and i'm like it's fine no it's, it's fine really we didn't drink that much wine yet yeah. like, you know um we're gonna yeah, drink so more we, absolutely afterwards um but yeah so so i love what you're doing i think it's so oh, cool i think you're just like i said breaking barriers and looking at stuff that you're like eh. Listening is so, such mm -hmm. a big part of communication, yeah. which you've mentioned several times, and listening and hearing things that are people either offended by or, or just mm -hmm. aren't happening or seeing areas where people are having trouble succeeding and saying, you know, fuck, let's put something together yeah. that makes this yeah. successful. And I think that that's so cool. You're such a visionary. Thank you. I just want to emphasize that we can always get, everyone can get better, including us. Yeah, and absolutely. I think I would love if people ever have those opinions, if they come to me and are respectful I will totally, and I have heard them yeah. out, and I just, I, we always have room to grow, and that includes us. So I'm excited for absolutely. Uh, I'm gonna cry on these episodes eventually. Oh god, <laughs> I know every episode is more heartwarming <laughs> than we intended, but we love it. Um, thank All you right. so much, Leah. We're gonna Problem. be back with a game uh, called "Don't Get Me Started." Ugh.
Want to travel to new countries and say you've been there, but not really experience it? New from Lux Industries, introducing Lux All-Inclusive Resort. With the new Lux Resorts, you don't have to leave the property for any reason. With our luxury all-inclusive services, we offer the food, drinks, and lack of culture that you wanted for a worry-free vacation. Starting with unlimited pina coladas, you'll be so sloshed that you'll forget that you actually resent your significant other. Plus, experience the local cuisine and flavors with our on-site restaurants featuring American classic meals daily with just a little bit of a twist so you don't have to go too far outside your comfort zone. The benefits of all-inclusive luxe resorts don't stop there. No need to deal with people who actually live and work in the community. Our staff is entirely American because we care about American jobs. Plus, visit our local artisan shops on the property where everything is made in the USA. And with access to our private beaches, you only deal with other tourists who are also in the 1%. And if you are actually sober enough to decide to wander off the property, we've organized pre-approved English-speaking tours that leave out the uncomfortable parts of a country's culture and history. We'll make sure that you don't ever see how this country's citizens actually live so that you're not saddled with all that guilt. Oh, we had you at the part about unlimited alcohol? Great! Book your trip today at luxindustries.com. And while you're at it, check out some of our other properties. Lux Cruises, same deal, but you're on a boat and you can't escape. Aerolux, where you can fly with none of the people who sit in coach. And Lux Adjacent, resorts for the upper middle class who aren't the 1%. Should I still talk about farts? Because no, never talk about farts. We're fucking ladies. Um, hi guys, we're it's back. Me and Teffa, um, we have some news. <laughs> Devastating. It's it's fine. It sucks yeah. though. Um, you guys, the audio got messed up on our episode with Leah, which is really really sad. Um, but we've worked so hard to keep the interview portion intact so i hope you really enjoyed that um and got a lot out of it unfortunately it was like way too much to also keep the game intact so um we're really sorry but we're still gonna play the game um just without leah so um having said that i also want to say get uh, in there (laughs) i just also want to say when you mean we worked really hard Amanda worked really hard on it because I, I don't understand technology. So. I have maybe slaved over it for yeah. two weeks. So I just want to like shout out and say <laughs> thank you very much because um, it was a really awesome interview and I'm so glad we were able to make sure that we kept that. Um, yeah. It just some technical difficulties. We don't really know why it happened, but it yeah, wasn't we don't know. fixable, unfortunately. Very sorry. Um, so anyway. Now we shall move on. <laughs> moving on. Um, we're so grateful to Leah for uh, coming on our show and just to give her all the plugs. Um, you can find Leah on Twitter at LeahEvans88, on Instagram at NotLeahEvans. So ironic. Um, and make sure you follow the Armory Comedy, which is uh, the comedy theater that she runs um, at the Armory Comedy. Um, And then you can visit their website, thearmorycomedy.com. Go see a show if you're in New York. They're super fun. They're such good deals, too. Like, last time we went, it was... What did we pay? Five we bucks. It's all like five two dollars, hours of and it was like at least an hour and a half. Yeah, of like great, solid, fucking great people. Improv. So everyone go. We still need to go to a shot for shot. Ugh, I know. Um, they're doing The Office today. <gasps> no, <laughs> we're not we're missing be there. it. I know it's really sad. Damn. Um, I will we'll be back soon. Leah. <laughs> yeah, we'll come back soon. Uh, without if you're in New York and haven't checked it out, you you should. 
Yes. Get with it, kids. Indeed. Uh, so we're going to get on to our game, um, minus Leah. Uh, we're going to play the same game, though, which is uh, Don't Get Me Started. We have some topics. We're going to use the same topics, so we're still using Leah's suggestions. <laughs> um, and basically, we need to go on a like 30-second to one-minute rant um, on these topics. So, oh, Let me get my timer. Yeah. We'll, we each need a timer. We'll time each other, I guess. Um, so, um, and we agreed we'll do, we'll do the inverse, right? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. So we're going to switch, meaning we're going to not, we're going to do not the ones we did originally. So we're, we're, yeah. Sw- so it's swap- still a fresh rant. Switching. Yeah. Um, Words. and then we'll take on Leah's rants as well. We'll try to do them justice, but she did a great fucking job. <laughs> she did. Okay, so do you want to start us off? Sure. What's my topic? Five-day work week. Okay, and you're timing me? I am timing you. Let me know when you're ready. Ready. Go. I hate them. I think it's uh, five-day work weeks and eight-hour work days date back to industrial times when they said that you had eight hours for sleep, eight hours for recreation, and eight hours for working. And you know what? That's not how it fucking works because it takes you an hour at least to get each way. You forgot about eating. You forgot about all the other things. And there's actually no time. I get home and I go to sleep and I wake up and I'm tired because I didn't fucking do get enough sleep and I didn't have any recreation. So all of that is wrong. I don't know their math and I don't know math, but it's wrong. Same with the five-day work week. It's too many days. You're supposed to have Sunday off for like church or something. No one does that, but it's still not enough time. And you have Saturday, but mostly you're just sleeping the whole fucking day because you didn't get enough sleep from that eight-hour work day. I got you. Yeah. (laughs) And we should have four days of work, if that. And we should have, um, you know, more time to work from home and, like, more work from home because you can actually just, like, you cut out your whole community. You just start. That's a minute. (laughs) Okay. Thank you. Sorry, I thought I was going for 30 seconds. Oh, "Oh, no, I did a minute. Okay. (laughs) It's fine. Okay. And I believe all those things I said. You're welcome. Cool, cool, cool. I'm I'm with you 100% because Can I wrote that one. <laughs> oh. All right. Wait. You wanted to do the scarves? No, I want to not do scarves. Oh, you wanted to not do scarves. So yeah. I'll do scarves. Okay, great. Leah wrote. Wait, no. Leah did this rant, but I wrote it. Yeah. Ready? Boom. And go. Oh, my God. Fucking scarves. You guys, first of all, winter in New York is like... It's child's play. Come on. It hasn't even been that cold. It's like mostly 40 degrees. You know what I mean? Um, Listen. (laughs) Listen, you're like, I know you're like outside or whatever, but like just it's so many items. Why do you have so many items? And it makes my hair frizzy. I'm really upset about this. My hair is always just like insane in the winter because it's dry and frizzy. It's always frizzy because of the fucking scarves. And you know what else about scarves is they like... They always are falling off. They're, why Why do you have to wrap it around so many times? It's confusing. And if you're going to point out infinity scarves, those are really dumb and terrible. Just don't... Why? Why? Um, they don't cover your neck at all. They're, they're far away from your neck. Um, and, you know, the thing is, your coat and actually... Oh, that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. So, uh... <laughs> that's hilarious. 
I was going to just move on to Leah's point in her rant, which was that you should just button up your coat all the way or wear <laughs> which a I turtleneck. I really hard at. I was like, yeah. I can't describe this because I literally can't stop thinking of how funny that one line was. Yeah. Um, also, I totally forgot about this until you were talking about it, but you know how like when like, your headphones always get stuck in your scarf? Oh my God. It's the worst. <laughs> it's like the worst. And there's been times where I'm like, I'm not wearing fucking and headphones anymore. Sometimes it's like my headphones... My bag and my scarf are, are just all like, like one. all melded into one thing, and yeah. I just like pull it all off. Like, what is happening? It's literally I why I bought no Bluetooth idea. headphones because I there was one day right? that I was like, I'm gonna like punch someone in the it's face so crazy. because I'm so angry, like irrationally so. Yeah. So I forgot about that until you said that. But. It's bananas. All right, we did one minute rants. Let's do thirty seconds okay. for the last ones. Um, Speed it up. All right. What's the next? Are one? you ready for this? Yeah. You're timing me? I'm timing you. Okay. Umbrellas. Umbrellas. Go. Why do you have umbrellas when it's a drizzle? Like, you can see across the street that doesn't even count as real rain. It's barely raining. And then your umbrellas, of course, because of how everyone works, it's the same height as everyone else's head. So you're, like, blatantly just smacking people in the head with your umbrella, and you're not even aware because it's too loud because the rain is falling on your umbrella. And TBH, you're wearing headphones. Like, I know you are. Because so you're not listening or paying attention, and you're just smacking everyone with your umbrella, and you don't even fucking need it. Like, it's just in the way. And then those people that either, like, put them up too early. You're good. You're okay. Good. <laughs> I hate the people I mean, that put them up too early, and you're like, it's literally not raining. What are you doing? It's not raining. Or I meant, like, when you're going into the subway stairs or coming out of the subway stairs. I'm like, we're still on the fucking stairs, oh, and you need yeah, to get yeah, off the yeah. stairs first. <laughs> yeah. You're going to just hitting cut people with your head umbrella. Off. Yeah. Like, yeah. Super. I hate that shit. <sighs> All right. And they always blow inside out. All right, I know I'm done. I'm sorry. I know. It's so hard to stop Get once you up. start. <laughs> it's true. What's your topic? Okay, this was Leah's topic, uh, waiting in line at Starbucks. Okay. And go. You guys, what the fuck is the line at Starbucks? First of all, they have an app. You can order in advance. If you're still waiting in the line, what mm-hmm. are you doing? And I'm honestly talking to myself because I still do that. Um, but, like, why is everyone in there at 8.50? Why? Come on. Don't don't other people have to get to work? It's ridiculous. And then they like they fuck up your name, they don't know how to say it, and then they fuck up your drink order. It's like a whole thing. Like just support your local coffee shops. And time. Great. <laughs> I don't really go to Starbucks that much anymore. Not in New York cuz there's so many other options. There's you know so I mean? many other options. Um yeah. Yeah. And the line at Starbucks is legit insane. Yeah. It's the only crazy. I do do with the app because i love the concept of, like i don't have to talk to a single person oh, like i ordered yeah. my coffee online i came in and i got it off the little thing yeah and i left i should but it feels like a way i should plan ahead that i just don't yeah i don't know I um <clears throat> what's my next topic all right all right um your next topic is people that don't watch tv <gasps> okay and go Literally, what are you doing with your life if you're not watching TV? Like, I don't understand. TV is my life. Uh, one of my favorite Audrey Hepburn quotes is, everything I've learned, I've learned from the movies, which is accurate and how I've felt my entire life is. Um, I have a friend that was talking about how she doesn't really, like, she likes TV and, like, watches it, but doesn't really like, connect emotionally with the characters. And I was like, I don't connect emotionally with anyone except for TV characters. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't understand the oppositeness of that. Um, TV is life. If you're not finding something that you you're connecting with, <laughs> find something else to watch because there's so much great content. 
I agree. I only connect with TV characters. I was literally like, like what? What do you mean you don't connect with TV? <laughs> like, I was like, I actually was just like, not in my sock. Like, I don't yeah. understand. I'm so sad for yeah. you. Yeah. They're my friends. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. The, they are my friends. Yeah. Um, and Leah did that rant and she was like, that includes me. So she was just yelling at herself. Um, <laughs> And she had a good point. She was like, do you not want to be involved in the conversation at work the next day? Because you won't be. <laughs> like, do you not well, want to be. be in our club? But so everyone I work with at work is like substantially older than me and obviously watches different things than I watch. Mm. And so I like we talk about Good Place a lot on this show. Yeah. And so I was talking about Good Place and they literally have never seen it. No one. Ugh. And I was like, how has no Even one in this dad watches seen it? The Good Place. Come on. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, guys, like this is so good. It's not like yeah. It's not like it wouldn't be good. They just they don't the demographic of folks I work with don't watch TV and when they do it's I guess not, not new stuff, you know. I guess not. So I was like, oh, get with it. Yeah. I have so many good place references and they work perfectly into things. Ugh, I, I will what say. What a waste. I know. I know. I, I need to move on. But I will say one time at work, <laughs> I made a um, a reference to the mystery crank on Kimmy Schmidt. Like, oh, my God. And I was nice. just like, they were talking about doing stuff over and over that like didn't make sense. <laughs> and I was like, like the mystery crank. And everyone was like. What? what are you talking about? And I was like, guys, the that fucking was an... mystery crank. Get it <laughs> together. Like, that was an excellently placed reference, and I will not explain it. So. Don't. <laughs> like, just watch Jesus Netflix. Christ. Yeah. So <sighs> that's what I'm saying. You will be left out. Watch all the TV. Yeah. All right. We got What's one more rant. One? Okay. Leah was very excited about this. I will not let her down. Uh, the final rant is Adam Levine. Before you start that clock, I just want to point out that Leah said <laughs> that Adam Levine looks like a substitute teacher that didn't prepare for the lesson. And, <laughs> and I want to point what out an that that is observation that is accurate. <laughs> yeah. That is exactly it. And try to top that. Go. <sighs> Fucking Adam Levine. Listen, songs about Jane was good, but since then you've just been like. A series of disappointments. Just everything. The voice. All right, are we done with this? What is this Blake Shelton thing? Just stop. Just stop. <laughs> I just, I don't even know. Guys, the Super Bowl just happened. Let's, I mean, what is there even to say? Why Why did you say yes to that? <laughs> you probably shouldn't have. Um, it just seemed like not a good move. And done. Great. <laughs> Just to be clear, one of the things I originally emphasized several times during the OG rant was that I fucking love Adam Levine, <laughs> yeah. even though everyone was like, what? Don't care. I mean, he's hot. But... He's hot and he just seems like a sweetheart. I'm sure he's fine. Oh, I love him. <laughs> All right. Well, so that was our game. That was our game. Do we need to finish out with our use? Yeah. Where you can follow us. Yeah. Also, uh, do we have anything subscribe else? Subscribe oh, and yeah. <laughs> rate and review. We're very bad about saying that. It's probably but like actually, please do, guys, because yeah. it helps us so much. Um, yeah. And we do love hearing your thoughts and feedback. So please let us know. Yeah, let us know what you want, guys. We're starting season two soon. Get it together. Um, anyway, uh, you can find us on Instagram at What's the Point Pod, Twitter at What's the Point PC. Uh, you can find me at Amanda Krebs wherever. <laughs> you can find me at Teffa Trending, T-E-F-F-A Trending on Instagram and Twitter. Woo! It wasn't a yay. <laughs> it wasn't a yay. <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs>